At Mountain Dew, we'd like to remind you that the world as we know it would not exist without the number zero. Which is why, at Mountain Dew, we'd like to recognize the number zero for making Mountain Dew Zero Sugar possible. Even with no sugar, it packs all of the bold citrus kick Dew Nation knows and loves. It's so good, you have no reason not to try it. As in zero. Get it? Crack open an ice-cold Mountain Dew Zero Sugar. It's zero sugar. All do. This is WWE Hall of Famer, The Think, Howard Finkel, and you're listening to the Nerd Coalition. Welcome to No Gimmicks Needed. Yes! 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 If you can survive, if I let you. You have to be the man! You gotta beat the man! Woo! The kids do dig that sucker. Do I have everybody's attention now? Yes, I do hear you, CM Punk. But today, this podcast, I hear you, Howie. What's going on, YouTube? Well, not necessarily YouTube, but what's going on out there? Welcome back to the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Mr. A&D, and joining me is my co-host, not Deion Sands for Primetime. What's going on, everybody? It's me, the P-R-I-M-E. Yep, and you know, uh, later on throughout the show, other my other guests are going to join in from Q-Flow and Lady Sketch. Right now, me and Primetime are kicking it off because w- the wrestling world got hit hard this past week. Mm-hmm. I mean, the wrestling world got hit so hard to the point that we was planning to start season five of our fantasy drafts as WrestleMania is over. We had to push that back to next week's episode because we got too much to talk about this week. Too much. And the thing is, I sent uh, I sent uh, my team an early outline and I was just like, and then Prime was like, we, we doing this tomorrow? I'm like, no, there's going to be more news that's going to drop. I didn't think it was going to be this much news. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think it was going to be this much news. So, guys, there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot of things that we, as wrestling fans, need to get off our chest. There's a lot of things as people we need to get off our chest. And so, there's just some things that we can't avoid saying. So, if anybody, I know Q-Flow said you're going to have to suspend the N-word for him tonight. So, I'm like, you know what? I may have to do that. And I'm, I'm, I'm hoping... I can get the real opinions of prime time tonight also. But uh, as we get into it, guys, make sure you guys check out spacesphilly.com. Spacesphilly.com, the production company we are a part of. Check out the great podcasts they have over there, such as the Lulu and Pop, the Lulu and Pop Horror War Show, Both Sides, and the Market Dark Show. Check our content out from the Nerd Coalition over there as well as we got the No Gimmicks Need Wrestling Podcast, the Nerdgasm Talk Podcast, Turntables, Hip Hop Culture and Beyond, and Drunk Dog Sober Tongues, and of course uh, the upcoming sports podcast, Ballers Lounge Podcast as well. You guys can also check us out on all the podcast apps, Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, that's not kind of no more. iHeartRadio. Or you can listen to us on YouTube at YouTube Premium. 
But if you have Google Play already, then you should already have YouTube Premium. But YouTube Premium is having a free trial going on right now, but it's nine ninety nine a month. If you guys can listen to your podcast and favorite things on YouTube. As also, make sure you guys check out if you guys got time to therealnerdcoalition.com. Once again, it's therealnerdcoalition.com. We're gonna have some new merch hopefully up there by next week because we just cleared the, our our uh, royalty rights with some of our logos. Fancy. So yeah, so that all those bills have been paid off. So make sure you guys check out the uh, Nerd Coalition merch. As y'all out there, I mean, look, it's the weather's breaking a little bit. I know we're probably still in the house, but if you want to go out to your backyard, you want to take a walk around your house, make sure you put your mask up. First of all, I may have to invest in some Nerd Coalition masks. That might actually be the move right now. Yeah. I'm going to have to invest in some Nerd Coalition, man. I'm going I'm to I'm talk to my, my, my people and see what we can do uh, necessarily about that. Uh, but make sure you guys get yourself some Nerd Coalition t-shirts, the NC with the Shazam logo, the Retro NC logo, and the No Give Me See The Wrestling Podcast logo as well. Make sure you also show love to my man, Primetime, especially his Prime Nostalgia Podcast, which has featured his latest episode with Tina McGee. Trina. Trina McGee on there. Also known as Angela from Boy Meets World. Yeah. yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, why you sound so damn about it? Oh, nah. I'm just saying, yeah. I'm just, I'm just waiting until he was done. I was agreeing. <laughs> I'm not going to interrupt the, uh, uh, like a little intro like that. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, hey. Congratulations on that. I see that call there. I was like, let me. I started listening to it. Then I said that, that and the baby was not being quiet. So I said, I'm going to finish up on it. But congratulations on that. Thank you. It was uh, interesting to talk about her time being the only black person on a white show, so <laughs> I would give it a listen. Hey, did you talk about her being uh, Cinnamon on Friday After Next? You gotta stop. Uh, we, we did, but we talked about her missing jobs for different roles that she should have got. Oh, uh, okay. I'm about to say, remember she, you you so cute. Oh, so much of a with. <laughs> Oh man! So we all that great stuff here. So look, we might as well. Uh, uh, we the show is jam packed today because d- WWE had Black Wednesday. That's probably, uh, that's that's probably what's going to be called in the future. Uh, then we had uh, the more probably the, the, more, the most one sided dark side of the ring that we have seen so far. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> and, Ridiculous. And, and we're we, we gonna talk about. What are you talking about? They ain't pay nobody off. What's wrong with you? <laughs> and, and we 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 gonna talk about uh the 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 best documentary the the uh twenty four has produced the Edge documentary which is good but then Edge turns around and has certain comments to say about his WrestleMania. Uh, 36 match with Randy Orton. So, we will get on to that. Uh, 2K21 may be canceled this year, but that does not mean there's not another WWE game on the horizon. So, but first, I would be remiss if we didn't talk about this first. And that is the, the wrestling world lost a, a Hall of Famer, a legend, an icon just yesterday. Uh, Howard Finkel passed away. Legendary ring announcer died at the age of 69. 
Now, mm-hmm. for those who don't know Howard Finkel and they call us a wrestler fan, you're not. Okay? Jesus. They, no, it's, it's like this. <laughs> me and Gene was the king of wrestling when it comes to interviews. He's everywhere from WCW and WWE and it's always a Hogan. But everybody knew that ring announcer in Howard Finkel. And everybody mm-hmm. knows the infamous and the new WWE. Every time, it's like every old school WWE DVD tape that they sell, like for the matches and interests, of course, you hear Howard Finkel. You, you hear Howard Finkel on it. And for those who, you know, know my podcast, Howard Finkel has opened my show since my podcast started. Mm-hmm. Howard Finkel, every time you listen to the No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast, I would say, all, especially going back to episode... I, I really think I started putting Howard Finkel in there when I was like on episode... When the, when the Nerd Cult, when No Gimmicks Needed actually branched off because before, uh, No Gimmicks Needed Wrestling Podcast was a part of the Nerd Gangster Talk Podcast. And we actually branched it off. It did it did a whole spinoff. And I think that's when I started putting Howard Finkel on it. I think that was about episode eight. We are on episode 139. Mm-hmm. And Howard Finkel, before you get the song intro and all that cute stuff, I <laughs> always say, you know, I hear you see a punk. But before anything starts off, Howard Finkel was always at the beginning. I had mad respect for Howard Finkel because... Uh, I remember meeting him, and he was just one of the nicest guys that the rest of the business has to offer. But he was, I remember when I first met him, I met him at the uh, Icons of Wrestling that they do up here. And Tom Dreamer does it at the 2300 Arena up here in Philly. And uh, this was my first one I think I went to. And at the time, Howard Finkel was still under a WWE contract. So, so you already know that WE guys that are there, or that be on the legend stuff, they can't really be on camera or say certain things or build certain podcast stuff like that. So I was just like, but it's Howard Finkel, and if you're a wrestler fan, you understand the importance of Howard Finkel. So I said, I'm going to go over there and I'm going to ask him if he can do an opening for uh my my YouTube channel. So I go over there. And I, I introduced myself. He was so glad to sit. And I, don't, I don't know if people came to his table that day or not, mm-hmm. but he was just so glad to see us come over. It was me, Quattro, and Chubbs. You know, Chubbs, you know, he, he don't look like that. But we was over there. And he was, you know, he gave he gave us the double handshake. You know what I'm saying? We shake the hand, got the other hand, tap the other hand, like, yay. And I was just like, hey. It sounds like somebody else I know at conventions. I ain't going to put him out there. So... I go there and I say, Howard, I've been watching wrestling since 1992. Your voice is synonymous with wrestling to me, especially when it comes to, you know, uh, when he did announcing and when he has a certain style to him. And he said, thank you, thank you. I said, I have a wrestling uh, channel on YouTube. I was wondering if you can do an opening. He says, I'm under WWE contract. I cannot do any kind of opens like that. I said, well, look, I have a podcast. Could I just get your voice? And he was like, "Okay, if I get you, get, get, if you get the voice, I'm not going to be in the picture of the camera at all." I said, "You're, I, I guarantee you, you're not going to be nowhere near the camera. All I need is your voice." And at the time, I didn't have a microphone. 
I just went there with my 4K camera, mm-hmm. and I pointed the camera down to the floor. Oh, okay. And I said, all right, just speak it to the mic, and just, I said, my, my, my channel is Nerd Coalition, and just say, you know, you, you're watching the Nerd Coalition. And the, he di- the opening you hear is what he did. Mm-hmm. From a 4K camera for, microphone. From a 4K camera microphone. It sounded like, and it sounded, and then, so we came in, we edited, we edited, because it was louder than that, because this is back when the icons was packed. Yeah. So you hear every everybody in the back. So I think I heard Greg Valentine in the background. So I was uh heard him gargling. It, <laughs> Jeez, y'all on one tonight. Well, I'm sorry, Greg Valentine. If you see, I'm dark sorry, I... after dark, you know, say Greg <laughs> Greg Valentine had it. <laughs> but uh, and I, that's the one time I didn't watch it. I usually uh, watch Dark Side After Dark every week. Exactly. So we come home. We edit uh, the noise out of the background, drown them out, but like raise him up, and then the rest is history. And I saved that, and I kept that with everything. I said, no matter what song changes or what I add to the intro part, Howard Fink was always going to be on there. And I am so glad that I got the opportunity. That's the only time he came. Yeah, he um, he was sick. He was. Howard Finger has been sick for a while. He had a stroke. Yeah. I didn't know he was in a nursing home. Oh, he was in a nursing home? Yeah, because the Tommy yeah. put up a picture. Uh-huh. And he said he would go and visit him often. Yeah. Because um, he was in the nursing home. And, you know, when you're in a nursing home, you need people to come see you. Or, one, they act like they don't care when they're taking care of you. You're right. Uh, and, you know, it, it helps. And then it was, it was so nice that they had a picture of him. And in the corner, it had, like, a note. And it was like, please turn the channel or something at Mondays at 8 o'clock, wrestling's on. And I was like, oh, that is so adorable. It was. Like I said, he just got kept getting older. And then, of course, I like watching him on, on uh, Legends House. And everybody was so fucking annoyed Ooh, with him in, on Legends House. <laughs> Why was everybody so annoyed with him on Legends House? He was a little annoying on Legends House. But I'm saying, but that's, that's what made it great. He, he was annoying. Mean G kept telling all the stories. And everybody was like. Yo, Mean G, the, the only part that I remember from that, Mean G was telling stories. Who was that that was acting a fool? And me looking at Tony Atlas like, what's wrong with this? <laughs> like, what's wrong with But, yes. And, in my person, uh, he was inducted into the W Hall of Fame in 2009. That's the class with Stone Cold, Ricky Steamboat, and Coco Beware. But, unfortunately. And then you say Coco Beware. It is, even though I believe how Fickle should have been in the Hall of Fame back in 1994 when it first started. No, or when it first started with the other class. So the first inductee was Andre Giant at 93. So, but I think he should have been there. But he is synonymous for all those big time wrestling matches when it comes to introducing the ring. He had that, like, that, that kind of like deep voice. Now, obviously, certain superstars have certain announcers that no, do great. Tony Chimmel. Tony Chimmel and Edge will just always yeah. be synonymous. You know, uh, and, but. Howard Finkel was, was was that guy, especially all through when I was watching wrestling in, in the early 90s to the late 90s, then to the Attitude Era, then kind of brushed over uh, for a little small time in Rufus Aggression as he's trying to, you know, as he started getting more, ringing out on just like, you know, Tony Chimmel and all them stuff like that. So, but uh, every time you heard when a championship changed hair, uh, changed sides and all that kind of stuff, 
you always, you know, heard it. And even like Biggie was saying on SmackDown night when we recorded this, or Kobe was saying, and the new, and the way he would hold that new uh, WWE World Tattoo Championship, Women's Champion, Intercontinental Championship, that, that's what he was not synonymous for. And uh, one of my, uh, especially when I met him, you know what I'm saying, just, just, a, just a great guy. Prime, do you have any, uh, you know, memories or anything that, that you like of Howard Frankel? Uh, so you said when you really hear that Howard Franklin, you kind of, uh, you know, put it as the early 90s, you know, mid 90s and kind of the late 90s. Um, when I hear Howard Finkel's voice over a microphone, I usually picture it with, in the era with the flashing lights, you know, where 50,000 lights are flashing at the same time, somebody's doing their intro, so it's like the, the flashy era. Yeah. So like, you know. You know what I'm talking about? Like when they come out, it wasn't like the, the early 90s, like the mid, late 90s, where uh-huh. everybody come out, everybody got these disposable cameras that's flashing. Exactly, yeah. I, I imagine like Triple H and Edge coming out, and he do Triple H. I don't know how you do it. Yeah. He, he do the Triple H, yeah. So that, maybe so, I'm going to say like 95, 96, 97, you know, that attitude era, basically. Uh-huh. Is, is, is the, what I remember him from. But then, when I go back, that's all you hear is his voice. Like, when Bret Hart, I'm assuming what it was that, like, WrestleMania 9, I'm assuming? Uh, about you, when he went up against Roddy Pike for the, for the Intercontinental Championship? Well, I was, I was, you said what? More thinking of the, the worst WrestleMania, you know. Oh, right. Anyway. Uh huh. Yeah, but yeah, he, he just, his voice is synopsis with just announcing, especially in that era, in those 90s and 80s. So, yeah, he, his voice is just magical. Yeah, and, uh, yes, and he he's well. Like I said, it's gonna be hard for a lot of ring announcers to be be in the Hall of Fame. Cause like it is gonna be for you know uh, interviewers like me and G. Cause we don't have those too much anymore today. Mm-hmm. And we, yeah, cause we, all they do is like I'm in here with Roman Reigns, and they just put the mic to his face. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly. <laughs> they weren't like me and G. You know, getting the getting the scoop where me and G was actually pissed. Yeah, it's, 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 even how it was in like different storylines stuff like that. And put that cigarette out. Yeah. These legends were very golden. And I was just like, on top of all the shenanigans we heard this past week, I was like, come on, I don't need this on top of this. It was a sucky week. It was just because so, 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 it was like, man, this is how I almost, almost, not quite what I felt when Vader died. Because one, Vader is one of my favorite wrestlers. And. I I'm still I still regret I was supposed to meet Vader. I had my money ready. You sure did. He was excited. I had my Vader shirt. I had my Vader non open elite action figure that I wanted him to sign and I wanted to take a picture of Vader because on my list of top ten wrestlers, Vader's number seven. Okay. Yeah, and it will never change. And Vader was the first wrestler that I seen. I always talk about the... I, I, I knew this was coming. Yeah, that Vader British Bulldog match from WCW Saturday night. night. I, that's yep. the first, my first ever match I watched and I have respected Vader ever since then. And I went there to the same, to the same uh, Icons of Wrestling, but he didn't show up because he was sick. Well, and he was he, telling them he was sick for years and they still ain't put him in the Hall of Fame. Exactly. And then on top of that, he... Could, he was going to reschedule, and he never rescheduled and died. And that was like, oh my god, that hurt me. So I am very happy that first of all, 
I'm very blessed because number one, I'm happy that I got a chance to meet Howard Finkel. If I have a picture, I think I had the picture. I, I took I took a picture with him also, and I didn't. Want to, I'm trying to put that up if I could find it. And also, for him knowing that he works for WWE and WWE doesn't even allow this kind of stuff, because I remember I went to go ask Joey Styles. Joey Styles shut me down completely. Yeah, he was. All right, Joey Styles like just take the picture. No comment on that. What'd you say? Say no comment on that one. Yeah, yeah. Joey Styles shut me down completely. Yeah, I can't. You got Joey big time here. by Joey Styles. I mean, you said oh. you, you said I got what? Uh, bro? I said Joey Styles big time. You. Yeah. Yeah, I work for WWE, pal. <laughs> so yeah, he shut me down completely. So how fickle, knowing that this could probably affect his job? Because once again, he don't know how big or how small of a podcast I am. Yeah. And everybody now and then tends to, you know, lie and say they're smaller than what they really are or a, just to try to get the scoop or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. So him, you know, risking that. And I'm showing him the camera and him actually giving give, give him the order. He has given me a treat that will last me as long as this podcast lasts me and as long as professional wrestling spirit is alive, especially when it comes to people of my generation and generation before me. Who love and truly understand wrestling? That some other some young, other young kids, they probably don't even know who is even talking at the beginning of my podcast. Mm-hmm. But yeah. they probably just think that's your dad or something. Yeah. You know, <laughs> some dude. Yeah, like oh, wait, wait, thanks for helping him out. I don't know who it is, but you know, but for for the wrestling fans out there, and for those who listen to podcasts, know how iconic it is. He will never, ever, as long as I can help it, leave the opening. So my. My thoughts and prayers go out to his family, especially when somebody dies at, at during this time. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. rough. Yeah. And, and you, you gotta know, do it by yourself. You gotta do it by yourself. So we can't have like, you know, a big WWE superstar funeral. You don't unfortunately. even get his like his Tim Bell salute or nothing. It's not the same. And it, it, it's not the same. It, it sucks, you know, about that. Especially all the all the crap that we put him through over the years. Yep. Well, we gonna have Hogan come out and do the eulogy again. Oh, my God! Clacking the begging. I'm saying the star way to the heaven open up, brother. I see you take a step and step. Listen. <laughs> oh my God. I, 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 I. Don't worry. He gonna do it at his house. Don't. <laughs> he gonna do it right there at his house. He ain't learned, he Be a satellite. Quiet for him. And it's it. You know it does. You know WWE put him through so much shit. They, they treated him like shit for so long. And I'm just like, you know, he, people shouldn't get to just do when they die. You know, you know how sort of be reacts. They, WWE is known for bringing flowers to, you know, flowers to your funeral, but not soup when you're sick. So it, it does just, it's very unfortunate that the boys can't go there and say their goodbyes to how I feel like they want to, like they did Rocky. They Rocky Johnson was the last big W funeral we had mm-hmm. before... You know, uh, we, we know why. Yeah. No chance. Yeah. Stop. Stop. Yeah. If you think he, he, he didn't know chance at Rocky Johnson, imagine what he would do. I, I, swear, I, I wish they'd just make a fake video of it already. Like, I, at least I need the entertainment. <laughs> you need the entertainment. Oh, well, it's not bad. But, like I said, rest in peace to Howard Finkel. Rest in peace. Uh, just real quick, though. Yeah. I, do you, okay, do you remember when he came back to introduce CM Punk? Howard Finkel? Yes. Uh, you talking about when he, you talking about the, the whole Summer of Punk thing? 
I believe so. But I just remember, I just somebody posted a video, and Harold Finkel came out, and this is when Michael Cole was a heel. So, uh-huh. I just thought this was hilarious on commentary because, of course, he's popping the boys, and that always is funny. He don't know his cue because, you know, uh-huh. people get off sync. But yeah, he came to introduce CM Punk. He did. A, he did a good job. Sound just like the old-fashioned Harold Finkel when he can introduce CM Punk. And I think that was like his last time announcing other than the Hall of Fame people that he usually used to do every yes, year. Yes, he does. Because he, he, he was uh, ridiculed to doing all the Hall of Fame inductees uh, during that part of WrestleMania where they would all come out and wave so that. Well, which, which would be a decent moment. So I, I like seeing that. So it, it is sad that he was sick and I couldn't hear him say, Batista, you know, or... The, you know the N W O. I I won't be able to you know hear those kind of things when uh, since the Hall of Fame this year because I would love to hear him say you should have done the Liger, but like I said, Gospy may he rest in peace because like I said it's 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 been, it's been a rough week. Speaking of rough weeks, look okay, There's a lot a lot a lot of rough this week. It's a, whole a, a lot of rough this week. So usually. After WrestleMania, WWE does this little spring cleaning. They they sweep the floor a little bit, and oh, we, we get we get some releases. Nah, yeah, like like usually like four, four or five. Four, WWE, since we're recording this, has released over forty employees. Actually, more. It's more. They they those are people who work on the actual physical side. Like the wrestling training, that kind of yeah. thing. There were um, producers somebody, and writers. Producers and writers. Somebody who got released said it was over a hundred people because they cut jobs or laid people off at the headquarters as well. Yes. So if you include the headquarters folks, it's mm. over a hundred people at this point. Yes, a lot of people have lost their job at WWE. Now, before I go into this. There are a lot of feelings that both that all three of us and maybe there were Q Flow joints uh, he'll have as well about situation. And here's the thing: on this podcast, I like real raw emotions. And if anybody has those, I would like to hear it because I'm gonna state my opinion and everything as I as I run down uh, some of the things here because WWE. By uh, the Florida governor has been has been deemed essential. Mm-hmm. There's no way he could pay him off. No, <laughs> I'll say that for later. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they claim it wasn't money, but money speaks in this country. I don't know where anybody else has been. So, with them being deemed essential, and with them continuing live shows every week, they have to fire, or lay off, or furlough a lot of their employees or wrestlers or whatever the case may have it. Now, before people go out and talk about stuff, oh, fine, they go they go to AEW. AEW would to have the same problem. Say, where are they going to put them? How are they going to sell because, them? Yeah. Okay, nobody's because, hiring because nobody's having shows. So Yeah, so d- there's no... People can understand something. This is not a regular W fire these people and they can just go to AEW and work from there. No, there's nowhere to go. <laughs> That's why they don't yeah. care about doing a 90-day clause, because where are they going? 
AEW can't sound like you right now because once again, AEW, after they're done their tape shows, they got to know if they're going to be able to, to weather the storm or not. Yeah. Tony Khan got to see how much money he going to let burn with his people before they got to make some layoffs. There is, you don't talk about Impact Wrestling, you don't talk about a Ring of Honor. The Indies is dead right now. Yeah. At this, at Except this, for t-shirt sales. So. I'm going to get to all that in a minute. The, uh, but, but 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 right now the Indies is dead. It's very unfortunate. So there's nowhere for these people to go. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I well, you know huh? they should have had a backup plan. They shouldn't be asking for handout and stuff. I'm like, oh, we, we did that last. Oh lord! Oh yeah, oh, 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 the whole storm. You know, where two of his best friends got released. They got no jobs right now. Yeah. I don't hear him saying nothing now. Who? EC3 and Drake Maverick. Who was the person who said it again? I forgot. Strowman. Oh. Yeah. So, uh, now, here's the thing, because it it makes me sad to hear about a lot of these wrestlers that have been released. And so, I'm going to see if I can go find the list. I'm trying right now. That's what I'm trying. That's what I'm scrolling for. I got the ones that just happened today that they didn't talk about. But, uh-huh. um, let me go... Because there was like a a page that had an updated list with everybody who got, that got released all in one place, which I can't seem to find okay. anywhere else. Prime, if you could pull up, you know, uh, see if you could pull up the list on your end also. Uh, right. So there have been uh, numerous just let releases. Me know when you ready for the list? Okay, uh, could you go down just to, just right now? Just go okay. down the list. I could we can break them more into detail of how you feel about the, these people, but right. we 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 gotta get in events. But 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 break down the list of the of the okay. talent and people that got released. Uh, released. These are just basically the on air talents. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Drake Maverick. Of course, now I'll find it. Oh, Kurt Hawkins, <laughs> Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows, Heath Slater. Aiden Inglis, Eric Young, EC3, uh, Leo Rush, Kurt Angle, Sarah Logan, uh, Mike Kyoto, Primo and Epico, Rowan, Mike and Maria, uh, Zack Ryder, No Way Jose, Rusev, Diana Perrazzo, Alexander Jasic. I don't even know who that is. Um, and then you got more people in the backstage area like uh, Shane Helms. Um, oh my God, I forget what his name is. But you got you got more people with Lance Storm and all them people in the backstage. Yeah, Kurt like Angle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kurt Angle. Yep. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a so, Black Friday, all right. Here's the thing. So now there are people that are on two sides of the fences here. There are people that are telling everybody that's saying look you can't blame Vince for cutting superstar costs like that and I get it when the whole economy is hurting but let me say something WWE is not hurting the way they want people to think they're hurting if any company can weather the storm of this pandemic it's WWE Mm-hmm. WWE before the let goes had 500 million dollars in cash reserves 
We know they got that salty money. They ain't so, going with that fast. Oh, they gonna have to work that out because ain't no way they gonna be able to fulfill that contract. So. Yeah. That's going to be quite interesting. $500 million in cash reserves. That's a half a billion dollars. The, the It was being said that the talent from that money was only about 10% of that money. That's a lot of money. So, uh, all the stuff that they caught, I, I think they saved about, what, $4 million per month? A month, yeah. <sighs> For them, and uh, you know, the whole essential shit to me is all bullshit. Mm-hmm. And obviously, it's you know it's a, it's a money talk thing since they got that eighteen point two million dollars that was given to, you know, to the government for to run his campaign. Mm-hmm. Whenever you know, whenever they, they go they go run again to, to deem them essential. By, by the way, I do have more names here. Sure. If you want to read them, Dan Matha, MJ Jenkins, uh, Allison Moreno, Finley, who was a producer, he's basically, uh, you know, impacted the women a lot. So I don't know how that women division gonna be. Uh, like I said, Shane Hales, Mike Rotunda, aka IRS, uh, Davari, Scott Armstrong, Sarah Stock, who was in charge of the Otis and uh, Mandy storyline. Mm-hmm. Serena Deeb, if you don't know her, she was in uh, Straight Edge Society. Yeah, I remember her. She was a yeah, producer. Kendo Cash, and he's a performance center coach. Chris Guy, he's a coach. Uh, Jerry Soto, he's a commentator. Mike Kyoto. So, yeah, it's, it's uh, Josiah Williams got um, released. You know who that is? The, the wrestling flow guy mm-hmm. that came out and rapping the Adam Cole's theme song. Oh, they let him go? I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah. And John Quaisto, he was just signed April of 19, 2019. Did you say, so. um, Tito Sabatelli? And, uh, what's her name? I can't say Yeah, Tito's name. like, my bad, yeah. We, Tank- they just really still, yeah. Tito Sabatelli. Somebody said Tanara Conti. Tanara Conti. And... So, well, yeah. Just, just some, some more names. There is a fear that there's going to be even more even more names as the days and stuff goes on. Some of these names are f- folklore, which means that probably if, if things get better, they want to bring these people back. Mm-hmm. But it ain't going to be all of them. Yeah, I mean, some people yeah. are just... I feel like the people they bring back is probably going to be the employees. I don't think they value the talent that they let go in the first place. I guess somebody should give them another chance to give them to do something. It, you know, it, 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 it sucks because you know, there, there's a lot of talent here that has gotten released. I mean, if we go down some of the list of talents, that, first of all, some of the ones that, 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 that shocked me the most, like Rusev. Well, that didn't really shock me. I didn't, that was no, no, uh, it, it, but I, cause I know Rusev been winning out for a while. A minute. You know, but uh, they didn't release Lana. But I say the more shocking part about that was the fact that they did not release Lana, and the talk backstage is that they're not going to release Lana. Mm. Why? And the most shocking I part about that don't oh. know what happened. I was gonna say the most shocking part about that Lana is still in character. <laughs> she she posted a video, Arusa calling her like a fish or something, 
And she was like, this is the real Rusev. Rusev sucks. <laughs> this man is fired. Storyline is not going on anymore. I was like, I just, mm. girl. And I'm just like, she apparently she signed a five-year contract because she knows she can't go nowhere and do nothing else because she ain't worth nothing else because she can't wrestle. Mm. And she's not a good valet or manager. So, um... I'm not going to say that. Not about she, well, I, here's the thing. She can be good if she's utilized properly. Mm. What she's doing, what they got her doing now is not doing, is, is doing her and Bobby Lashley a disservice. And us, and us, because we have to watch. Mm-hmm. So I can't say she's bad at it, but we, not that I want y'all to be in your house with no income coming in, but how do you release Rusev? And I know he wants to go. And not release her too. I'm confused. That I don't necessarily know. I don't understand. Uh, a name that should have been released a while ago, EC3, yeah. comes to mind because yeah. the way that they have treated EC3 is mm. despicable. That was hard. Yeah. So a lot of people on this list, I think. But, to yeah. to this day, I'm sitting thinking because we're not going to go. We're going to go down the obviously the. the you know, the parts of the list where it's just like, okay, I'm surprised here or shocked here. EC3 I, is never, well, I, I was never impressed with EC3's in-ring work, never have. Mm-hmm. But in my personal opinion, EC3 is what MJF has become. Yes. In AEW. I could definitely see that. And that's what EC3 should have been. He has the mic work. He has the character. And it's like, that can overshadow some of your work rate. I'm gonna say he's not, he's, not, he's not a terrible wrestler. He just he doesn't excite me. You know, so he doesn't do anything exciting. And he had a short run at NXT, and then they brought him up too fast. I don't know what he did to piss off Vince on the main roster, especially to get buried every week like he was doing. But he got oh he, he was getting destroyed, and I'm like, Bruh, that one video where he he first got to NXT, he was all energetic, and then the next video he's just nonchalant. I was like, oh that. Yeah, and they had him chasing after the 24-7 championship. I'm like, no. With a drill in his hand. EC3 should be the better program. Now, maybe Vince was mad that EC3 left, got himself over, and came back. Because who who was he part of? Adam Bateman? Derek Bateman. Derek Bateman in NXT left, went to Impact, became TNA, and became one of the biggest stars in TNA. Exactly. And EC3 had some decent matches over there. They came back. And was 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 gaining some heat in NXT, and it came to me roster and just floundered. Yeah. So he's the name that was uh that I was like, you know, it probably should have been going. Um, you know, I clown about Zack Ryder a lot, mm-hmm. but Zack Ryder was one of them lifers. He's been ten plus years. Zack Ryder's been. Yeah, we got a couple lifers on this list. If it's almost years, and you know what, I don't think Zack Ryder gets enough credit for what Zack Ryder has brought to the wrestling business. And what I mean by that is Zack Ryder is one of the people that brought that social media element to the business. He got over from YouTube. Yep. Before the up, up, down, down, before all the, before Oscar, before Celtic Warrior Workouts, before all these people I had on these YouTube channel, he was the first one to do it and got over. Mm-hmm. At the time when he was hot in the YouTube channel, they were chanting this man's name. We want Ryder all throughout the arena, and they just never capitalized on it. 
Yes, they did. They broke his kneecaps. Remember? Oh yeah, when we can't push him off, <laughs> can't push him off the ramp on the wheelchair. Like that was just bad. And I'm like, you know, the, the, the man has given his heart and soul to it. He 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 did something to give himself over. Then become an edgehead. The WWE took his show and they made their own, and it wasn't his anymore. So you know that was a long ago. He peaked at WrestleMania 32. Where he won any kind of championship yeah. and lost it, yeah. lost it the next night, and then the clown the next night. Yep, exactly. So he, he got the Christian treatment. So I was like, you know, that's sad. You know, for the, as much as him and Hawkins have put in the business, and I, but I, I can see Zack Ryder coming back when his stuff gets better. He's a star. I can see to come back. Kurt Hawkins, not so much. No, but I can, Sorry. See, yeah, I, I can see Zack Ryder coming back. Leo Rush. Leo Rush is one of those guys that, you know, th- th- this could be like karma coming back to bite him in the ass. Yeah, I don't think so. But you know, I I, I, I hope not. No. I don't. I don't. I've I've watched uh, some things that going going on outside of wrestling. I was like, this is for sure you manifesting what you put out into the universe. Yeah. I truly feel like this was more of a. They feel like you're disposable, and it's a there's a scapegoat here because he gave us pro, quote unquote problems last year. So why not? Because I can think of tons of other people, and like I'm saying, I don't want anybody to lose their job. But I can think of quite a few other people on the 205 uh, 205 Live NXT roster who could have gone. Who are not as talented as him, or are as talented but don't have the charisma or anything? It it's just like y'all pick and choose. Who, y'all are picking and choosing clearly who you want to get rid of for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it was the money thing last year, and then the whole all the all the stuff that was going on when they ended up taking him off TV. But, I mean, come on. Think about the 205 Live roster. Like, really? You mean to tell me there's not two or three other people off the top of your head that you, like, you could have left? I honestly no, think he was on the way out anyway. Mm-hmm. Maybe he Cause... asked for his, like, seriously asked for his release and they gave it to him. Possibly. I don't, I don't know. I, I think his thing was more of a, I'm going to just do this and if they release him because I think he just been not asking for his release but he just been doing stuff like showing that he don't care if he gets released or not gotcha Uh, a a shocking one also Gallows and Anderson that That is not shocking at all it it is shocking because they are in a big program at Wrestlemania and they just signed their contract that part is shocking but and they're also (sighs) AJ Styles is a backup. Okay. I yeah. mean, yeah. come on. Like, like, like I, I get it if it was a revival, but it's not. It's you know, Giles and Anderson last year signed a new five year deal to stay with WWE, and yeah, they handed too many of them out. You know, look at how many of them they handed out, or how many of them still there. Is that? But they had that, and then I, I, I'm pretty sure that in the agreement, it they had to be with AJ Styles. Because they moved AJ to Raw, 
And then they, because they kept the OC there, they they moved under the ball. They started the whole group thing, and they've been the OC for over a year now. Yep. So, uh, with putting them back together, I think that that's what made them happy. They won the whole best tag team in the world tournament. Yeah, they had the tag team championships, and they like I said, they was at a big program at WrestleMania. So, uh, the, 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 it, it shocks me that you know. That they got let go. They look like a, a forlord to me. If they don't go to AEW when this stuff is all said and done, I can see them coming no, back. No, come on, man. Come on, man. They are not coming back. Oh, they won't come back. <laughs> they yeah. are going straight to New Japan Pro Wrestling, win the titles again, join the Bullet Club again. It's already set in stone. But, I kind of thought about that, but I was like, do they really want to? You want to uproot yourself and go to Japan right now? They can't. Well, I don't think they're going right now. now. Yeah, but, yeah, but yeah. you know, in the near future. It's already like they already confirmed it though. What, what, what do they say? They already said that they're going back to Tokyo. As soon as this is over, we're back in the Bullet Club. Too sweet me for life. Oh, <laughs> exactly. Jesus. What Jesus. No time. <laughs> AJ Styles sitting over ball by itself, like. Mm. <laughs> it was like as soon as the news came out, it was like a video on Carl Anderson's uh on Carl Anderson's Twitter. It said from wherever it was like a video from wherever he lived at, like mm. California. So and so California. Now Tokyo, Japan, too sweet. And then that was it. And that's why I was selling Gallows Anderson shirts on uh on Pro Wrestling Tees. I mean, so. look, cause I knew everybody's not gonna come out and have these sad videos like Drake Maverick and be like, I'm sad to leave and you know, um, I enjoy my time here. Everybody's not gonna have that same sentiment. They're gonna be like, you know, it sucks that I don't have a job, but fuck it. <laughs> like just I mean I think they're going to be happy that they are more free and they can wrestle with whatever, but Carl Anderson got, do got five kids. So I mean, I don't mm-hmm. know how the Japan money looking. Yeah. Five kids is a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. they got some clout over there. They might be able to get a little money. Yeah, I mean, if he comes back, he's the third, no, second like group leader. So, I mean, he come back in a good spot. He probably, he probably could come back in a good spot. Drake Maverick is another one that, you know, obviously... <laughs> Heaven Our Truth has made the twenty four seven championship last year relevant. That was a whole thing. Yeah. And uh it gave y'all some views. He's, it, it definitely did. And uh he could Drake Barrett's the kind of guy that like he, he truly enjoyed his time in the company there. It was better than being Rockstar Spud in Impact Wrestling. Whew. And uh I don't think he necessarily wants to go to AEW. Yeah. Everybody's not going to AEW. Everybody don't want to go to AEW. AEW don't, I don't want know. everybody. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know why everybody keeps saying AEW for sure. Like, we'll get to, to some other names, but everybody says AEW. I'm like, that's far from what I think. So, you no, know, far from what I, I, you know, who doesn't have a job and AEW don't want? No way, Jose. <laughs> and it's not to his fault or his own. Honestly, where is he going now? I think he'll go, he'll probably go somewhere like MLW. No way, Jose. It all depends on how he wants. Like, no way, Jose has to go through the Drew McIntyre, has to go through these indies. Or remember CJ Parker? Well, yes, CJ Parker's good. I'm saying, but he's huge Robinson now, though, right? Yes, yeah, yes. I'm saying, but he yes. had to go to the. He had to go to New Japan, change his whole thing up, and it was good. The thing is, we have. They gave No Way Jose the Adam Rose gimmick. Yeah, they gave him they gave him shit from jump. I don't think he's gonna. No, I ain't trying to be me. I don't think he's gonna come back to 
prominence per se. Like I think he's just gonna stay on the on the regular mid card indies. Some people are meant to be eternal jobbers. Mm-hmm. You're gonna be a journeyman. That's fine. But you, you, it could be better than what he had. Yeah, I, I feel like no way Jose is. signed in one year contracts every year. The different teams. Is that so? He is like AW don't want, don't need or don't want no no way Jose mm-hmm. over there. So it's going to be kind of hard for him, especially for the gimmick that he was given to find a job. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I feel like he'll be doing what like Darren Young is doing now, just there in the Indies. I kind of feel yeah. like they know that though, and that I feel like that's the shady part of it. It's like they're not they're not releasing people who they know have the, like, they know they have the talent and can probably go somewhere and pick up a job immediately because in all of this, yes, I know it's business, but y'all know Vince is crazy and petty. I really could see him being like, well, they not going to get, because y'all know his ego, how it works. He gets upset. If you go somewhere and get over Especially if you go to and get over, and then they want to, they have to bring you back. Everybody's not going to end up like a Drew McIntyre. Mm-hmm. Uh, where it's just like, I don't. If you're not going, if I didn't want you to get over here, I don't want you to get over nowhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. I really, truly feel because there are some some people who are just that trash in life. I'm just like, yes, it's business. I understand that aspect of it. And I get what people are saying where they're like, it's a business. You got to do what you got to do. But again, they're not releasing a bunch of people who they know could go somewhere else and thrive. You're not releasing like Samoa Joe or I don't know. But they really, I think it depends. It de- de- depends. But it, it's like some people are going to go other places. Yes. Like but, but, Gallows and Anderson will be fine. But thriving Gallows and Anderson can thrive EC3 can thrive Leo Rush can thrive a lot of these people they were hoarders they got them just so nobody else could get these these people mm-hmm. and now since they, they they finally uh all I mean I do these budget cuts and then they lost a lot of money on the XFL again mm-hmm. they uh they, they're releasing these superstars now which is like yeah okay right now in, in, in this month they, they can't go anywhere but when this thing go when this thing blows over of course, EC three. Of course, of course, the rush can get a job. Yes. Yeah, Aiden uh, would love to have them or other companies. What what what? Russo could get a job. Russo could get a job. Th- those guys can can really get a job. Uh, they released Kurt Angle. I was yeah. personally hurt. Okay. Person, but Kurt, it, you were hurt. Huh? Why were you hurt? No, cause I'm That's just saying. What? Because it's Kurt Angle. You know what I'm saying? That's his guy, but <laughs> I thought Kurt Angle was on a Legends contract already. He's legitimately like, and <laughs> no, it's not because of that. Because I'm like, I thought he was already on a Legends contract. I didn't even know he was signed with them for a producer or whatever. But Kurt's gonna be okay. Kurt I'm... should let it, can let him retire. Like he don't even need a job, but. No, Kurt does not need a job, but I, and I do believe that if Kurt needs to go to therapy or anything like that, or get some medical treatment, WWE will take care of him for that stuff. It just it just, just sucks as a bummer. Hey, you trying to you trying to put him back on the perks already? No, I ain't trying to put him on the perks. I but... mean, he is an old wrestler. His body uh, is like probably mush. The man got a the man <laughs> yeah, got a per, the man got a permanent knee bend. Okay. Yeah, he can't he 
can't straighten his knee or nothing. Exactly. I was like, the man got still got neck problems, back problems. He was on the interview saying, if I had to go do it all again, I don't know if I would. That's hurt. That's wild. That's hurt. Ed said in a heartbeat. Kurt said, I don't know. Ed, listen, he need to slow down too. All right. We'll get to that in a minute. But, uh, so, you know, for the Kurt thing, people are going to be like, oh, he could go to AEW and do whatever, do what Arn Anderson is doing. I don't think they need more of those right now. I think he needs to take a moment and rest. No, what we yeah. don't need no more is Numb Nuts uh, Gronkowski. You ain't need Numb Nuts. Getting all this money. You paying Bill Goldberg for, that's my guy too, $4 million for that Saudi yeah, Arabian man. I was just about to Tyson say. Fury, $14 million. King Velasquez. For Tyson Fury and it came up. That's, your, that's another one of your problems right there too. Ronda. Let, and, then I, let's, and Ronda is a different case than them. But I know she got a chunk of money. And I don't know. When is she, she going to come back now? We don't know. I don't know. I don't know when Ronda's gonna come back. I mean, they because I know two people that should have been fired, but you know they look. They're part of it again. I don't want to wish no. You don't want to put no bad stuff in the universe because you don't want crazy stuff to happen to you. But how does Laura Sullivan still have a job? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I want to know about that one. There are some people on the rosters that that, because they're doing the JTDJ. I pick up their phone. Laura Sullivan. Not picking up their phone. Yeah, yeah, but nah, that, 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 I will leave a message. I will say, no, Lars, you are definitely. Hey, <laughs> bro, you about to be in this tweet? We just wanted to let you know. <laughs> we future and endeavoring you. Like I don't understand. Lars Sullivan, unfortunately, maybe Titus on there. But see, so they, 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 the thing about Titus is he goes do some good PR for them. Nah, Titus, is, Titus is very much good for them to make them look good. So he's not going nowhere. Titus is somebody who does the stuff. It's like the people who have legend contracts. Yeah. Who I'm just like, you could let some of these legend contracts go. I know they probably don't want to because that's essentially their retirement. Because mm-hmm. they're not doing much. You getting you get uh, either a chunk or you know, mm-hmm. uh, payments. But what are you doing right now? I understand for some of them, you need them to come back to do content for you. But how many folks is on legend contracts right now? We have a lot. everybody that's a former wrestler. It is, but the legend contracts is, is not what's hurting them. I'm just saying, you it's, looking for cuts? If you're looking for, if you're looking for cuts, now, I, think the, the legend, I think the legend contracts need them because they probably need like for their medical bills that's or what I'm whatever. Saying. They, they yeah. need it. That's, I, I know they probably like. Well, we don't want to do that first because they don't have no other. Unless you're Terry Funk, you're not out here wrestling. No, you're you're <laughs> right. But I, I, if, if it comes because if I'm in the boardroom, I'm sitting there going to cut. Like, I'm sorry, you know. People like Laura Self, if I'm not using them, they get cut before Sting would. Well, yes, I'm not talking about that Sting. But, but Sting ain't been here since 20, what, 2017, 2015? I, I get that. So, but like I said, there are some, regardless of whether they're here or not, that they're going to want to use for content. You said that to me before, yeah. before this even. But I'm just like, there are some people who I'm, I'm like, how? How did we get... Y'all really riding away. Like, I, I can see why Titus still has a job. Titus is reliable. Mm-hmm. He'll do what you need him to do. He will go and do the stuff that your other wrestlers may not uh, be able to do because they're in 
they're in programs or or storylines and they but he'll still travel for you mm-hmm. he'll still go do your, your be a stars and all that stuff so I mean if if it was it came down to it and he unfortunately did get cut I could see it but I see why they would want to keep somebody like it, like a Titus and Vince likes him but there are some folks who I was just like man y'all you now, you better thank you nobody can tell me what Nobody cannot tell me two good things about Laura Sullivan for them to keep him. No. I don't understand. No. I feel like maybe they feel like they didn't get their money's worth out of him yet because what has he done? No, it is. Well, good. you can say that for almost everybody. So. Uh, yep. You're right, but everybody so, else hasn't, that they haven't got their money's worth of hasn't been a problem. He's been he's been causing problems. So, yeah. I'm really here for it because we, we, we also got to get to this also. It says here, WWE had $500 million in cash on hand oh, and was fully <laughs> equipped to easily ride out any potential shutdown of live entertainment. In fact, uh, according to recent study by Brandon uh, Thurston, uh, it concluded WWE will be more than okay in the, well, I'm not going to say the, the name, but of the COVID era. Mm-hmm. Now, if WWE did not, not be an era name. Yeah, if, if, WWE did not didn't run another live event for the rest of the year. It wouldn't it wouldn't still report recording setting profits in 2020 with the operating income of 121 million and total revenue of 927 million largely supported by continuing continuing TV right fees. They are still getting paid from USA and Fox. But you uh, run into contract breaches when you don't, when part of your contract is you have to have live TV every week. Mm-hmm. So then you start that. So then that starts something else that you got to get into. Is it like, it's okay, are we going to have to go into a legal battle with you now mm-hmm. to renegotiate this contract? Because now, now I got to pay lawyers. And I think that from the outside looking in, it looks like, oh, they just have a bunch of money, which they do. The issue becomes when you have too much overhead like you got all this money going out you have nothing coming back in to replenish again they would be fine if it wasn't for the xfl and vince lying and saying that wwe and xfl were two separate entities and they were not that is that's where we we run into an issue and that's where you gotta try to please the shareholders right Yes, you got to please your shareholders because now you told them that they were two separate things, but then apparently 23% of WWE is tied up into, like, they own 23% of XFL as yeah. a corporation. So if they go down, it's going to drag all of your invest. Everybody who's an investor in XFL is going to be dragged down with them. Gotcha. And then they've already had issues from the product itself. You have your stocks plunging, stocks going down when they announce XFL. Like, you. Your shareholders are pissed. Your stakeholders are pissed. Okay, they, they drop below forty dollars in uh in stock. W was by what a hundred dollars a share, I believe. What they dropped down below forty. There, yeah. People are will start selling off stocks, which brings down the value of your company, which is why we're seeing something that, in a non wrestling example. Mm. This is why we're seeing the issues with the airlines. Okay, your shares determine the, the price of your shares and how many shares are owned determine how like the value of your company for the in the bare bones of it okay um uh, without getting too deep so what happens is you put out all these these you publicly release your shares 
and you want people to buy them so what do the airline companies do they use their liquid assets and buy back their shares to boost the value of their company mm. so the issue here is and I guess when you're not into finances and all that you don't give a shit yeah but when you have stocks constantly plunging and then now you have you got people who can't are canceling the network you're not having people buy merch because you're not watching you're not watching them on TV what you buying it because like they just released this Brahma Bull replica title and it's like a thousand dollars you're asking somebody to spend a thousand dollars on a replica title with we out here we can't feed Vince don't care. He said y'all got twelve hundred dollars from his homie. I want a stack of that. Take that other two hundred and get some groceries. But buy this Brahma Bull title. Listen, disconnected. All right, and that's the problem. And then you start your stakeholders and shareholders and everything start to see that you are disconnected from what's going on, and they are like, "Well, we need to get the fuck up out of here mm-hmm. because it's it's a a sinking ship. You can have money and it still be." A sinking ship at this point because stuff is too wayward. So basically, the release of these superstars is basically a, a look, for, a good look for the shareholders, there, right? It's a band aid. Okay. It's a band aid. It looks good for them to be like, look, we offloaded all these people. These are people we don't have to pay no more. We didn't terminate the contracts. We're doing this. I we laid off a bunch of people in the. Uh, and don't forget about them not them uh, not continuing construction at Titan Towers, the new one. That, but see, <coughs> that kind of stuff, uh, used to, it's like that's useless. That's, that's still overhead, though. Yeah. Like, you still have to complete that building or sell off the property. Like, you, you got to pay for the performance center. You got to pay for all the, mm-hmm. your, just mm-hmm. your lights, all the, all, everything. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to pay for all of that shit. And that stuff is whopping amounts when you have several. Mm-hmm. Um, like buildings and different kind of things to to deal with. So them letting go all these people because again, it's not like you're letting go big superstars. You're letting go people who's making a little bit more than me and you making a year. If if not look, if not less, there are some people from the performance center that me and you both are making more than now. That's, and, that's what I'm saying. Y'all not letting go of big... That's why I said it's a band-aid. Y'all not letting go of big people. Mm-hmm. Okay? And I think that's why people were upset. Because they're like, some of these people, they not... It's not like they were set up like an AJ Styles, like a Randy Orton, like a... Um, even a, a Brock Undertaker. You know, they getting mm. the big money. These people are living in, with a regular salary year like a yearly regular salary that are not making money off merch so it's like you just fire them out of nowhere and that's the thing they know they can do that because they independent contractors Mm. they don't have it's not like they got employment rights really they can enter contract at any time yeah a lot of them haven't read their contract that's you but that's how contract works yeah contract work works anyway I can terminate you at any moment so, but, without it being an issue. So I'm saying, because I'm glad you bring all this great business stuff to it. So if they did not cut these people, would they still be hurting? Or is this just a thing that they're trying to get back on the share's good side to help them keep replenishing their company through through, through this whole time? I do think they are. One, they're trying to make it look good because they, they need to be like, look, we're doing something to save money. But... 
unless so, somebody is sitting down and saying, "Well, wait a minute, you these people from NXT is making forty thousand dollars, and mm. um, Rusev might have been somebody you got rid of." Okay, Rusev and and um, Giles and Anderson. Giles and Anderson, cool. That's money. Yeah. But you talking about Sarah Logan? Because we know the women notoriously are underpaid in yeah. WWE. Sarah Logan, come on. Uh, Tanara Conti. Yeah. The the producers. The producers might have been some money because they probably making more than the um the in ring performers who <laughs> are jobbers. Yeah, for, I know Mike Kyoto been making some money because Mike Kyoto been there since like eighty eight. Eighty nine. Eighty nine. Yeah. And that's so that's what you do. You do start chopping off at you know you chop off some folks up at the top so that you can because uh, referees ain't making shit. And that's so. why they got rid of him and uh, Scott Armstrong too. Yeah, so those are your senior guys right there. That's why they do that. It's like all right, so we can get rid of a couple of because we can get the same thing, the same work from the guys who will come in and do this for peanuts. Um, and we don't want to. We don't even know. The, they don't even have personalities anymore. The only no. the last referee I know is John Cole. Yeah. You don't but like you don't know the refs like that anymore. So they want to get rid of people who are uh making more than their counterparts. Yeah. So I do think some of it is an actual money saving effort, but if we being real about it, you not getting rid of big stars because you know that when this all clears up, putting them you cannot be furloughed if you a contract employee. They just terminate your contract. So uh-huh. then they got to come back and negotiate these contracts with, with you again. You can be furloughed if you're an employee. Like, um, the producers in them, Roll Dog and, um, well, I was going to say Lance Storm, but he's not there anymore. Yeah. They're employees, probably. They can be furloughed and say, all right, we laid you off. We'll call you. Lance Storm, because he closed wrestling school to come back to the WWE. And oh, like, that sucks. And that too. sucks, right? Yeah. So it's like, all right, we can probably bring you back. But these. Kind of, they're independent contractors for that reason, so that they can't be held liable for them when they in their. their that's why they're not releasing people like big people that mm-hmm. would actually save them some cash. Yeah, like numbness. <clears throat> I like what is he gonna do for you? I'm not watching because Gronk is on TV, and I'm damn sure not watching because Gronk and Mojo are. On I'm TV. just saying. I'm just saying. Gronk already got money. First off, is it? Is it? I'm like Gronk is not a trained wrestler. My man has retired, and he is thirty. Like yeah, is it, he is fine. Yeah, he like what thirty two? Gronk, you really Gronk, you can really terminate that contract, and then when when things get over, you can try to renegotiate if you want to. If you got what is coming up to the point. Now that you would need Gronk, he is going to basically sit home making all that money. He, you don't need him. You don't need Tyson. You don't need Kane. Sorry, Tyson Fury is training for a fight with uh to this day. What? He not coming back for y'all. Whether well, I mean, that fight happens or honestly, not, I don't you don't think, think he's still training. He I mean, think. I don't think he got to train for that much because he already knocked him out. I mean, sure. facts, but he's not gonna. <laughs> If you are a boxer, like a reputable boxer, you're still going to train. Which means, I don't give a shit about WWE right now. So, y'all done paid this man all this money for yes, what? But, I'm saying for what? The, the, also, the thing is, there is most likely... No, I take that back. <clears throat> I can guarantee you, for the rest of 2020, there is not going to be a Saudi show. No, you can't. What, why you yeah, you can't even... Even if they could. I'm, they don't, they they don't want y'all that's like, y'all dirty Americans, stay y'all asses. <laughs> <laughs> don't bring that shit over here. 
I like, look. I said, I, I don't know if the virus hit Saudi Arabia yet. I but, mean, they may have contained it. A lot of other places have effectively or contained just, it. Or just, never mind. Don't, what's say <laughs> They may have contained it. I ain't gonna say it. Uh-huh. So, the issue here is, you likely not going, like you said, you're not going to have another Saudi show. So all these people that you're paying, they're not coming back. You think Ronda going to bring her ass back in the middle of, to the performance center? No, I wouldn't. Hell no. Don't ask ass All these folks that you paid money that you put up on the pedestal, they're not going to come back. Man. Brock ain't bringing his ass back to nobody's performance center to leave the comforts of his home on the northern border. <laughs> I mean, above the northern border to come back down to Florida. Fuck out of here! No, everybody's not as dedicated as Edge to drive for uh, what yeah. was it, sixteen hours? Yeah, to come and cut a promo. Mm-mm. No, and I don't blame him. No, it, no, it, no, they, it shouldn't be a, a dedicated. So, with everything you, you explained to us, because I said this is news to me in Prime, also. What is the move with um, Vince team number forty five then? To help this, that, yeah. huh, no, I'm listening, Prime. No, I was gonna say, I think that's about just when they want to plan to open up stuff. Yeah. I think, correct me if I'm wrong. <clears throat> I, did he put this in charge, of, like, it, like over like Adam Silva and Roger Goodell and all them sports dudes? He put this over like when, when they want to open up sports. Vince that... and Dana White. No, I think, okay. I don't think it's more so about they're just trying to get the economy and everything, the entertainment portion of this rolling again. Because the other commissioners are just like, look, we chilling. Not necessarily. We chilling. Like, we don't have to do this. It's like, okay, I think that they are more concerned about their, uh, the people they employ than a Dana White or a Vince McMahon is. I guess. I'm not, I don't want to have Adam Adam Silver doing but I don't. But their season is not as in danger right now because NFL is um, on the off season. Mm-hmm. So he ain't got shit to worry about until about August. Yeah. If August comes and they're like, all right, well we still. Prime, what's that in the background? Huh? It's an echo. What about what about now? Testing. Right, it's gone. It's gone. Okay. Well, I don't know. <clears throat> so it's like if you if you hit like August and we mm. still having issues, then Roger Goodell will be like, all right, we need to hurry this shit up. I really feel like they. What are two businessmen going to do? You mean two businessmen who haven't seemed to been able to do anything uh, successfully outside of their business? Exactly. Like like they homie. Two birds with feather flock together. All they care about is listen. Capitalism. That's all they yeah. care about. They all they care about is when is my money going to start flowing again? I don't give a shit about these people. They don't listen. They are willing to let children die so that they can open up movie theaters and do sporting events and concerts again. They don't give <laughs> a fuck, bro. Hey, Florida man, open up beaches today. So I mean, sure did open up beaches for exercise. Why? Why? That's crazy. They don't give a fuck about. Listen, we could all go tomorrow as long as they figured out how to miss some, get some robots to still make them their millions and billions. They don't give a shit. Let's keep it real. Yes, the economy is it is a problem if the economy stops. 
And but who is it a problem for really? Again, y'all have millions and billions of dollars. If the economy crash tomorrow, Jeff Bezos is gonna sit in his house on a mountain of money and be fucking okay. Is this a random misman of forty five? I'm just I'm just saying in general, the issue here is it's not about oh well we need to figure out how to safely transition. They trying to figure out how what's the quickest way we can cut these corners and open the economy back up because shit is going haywire. It's not because people not eating. It's not because people are struggling. People don't have access to health care. It's because they're not making money. money. They're, they're, they're not making. Money. But now here's the thing: if they're gonna sit there and force, you can't force three phases in two months. No, you can't. So, so Vince's ideal is he's trying to move to SummerSlam. He wants SummerSlam. Exactly. Boston already has said you can do what you want. You, they're not going to be no <laughs> SummerSlam here. You ain't. And once again, I, I think a lot of these g- governors in different states are putting their foot down. Yeah. You know, saying to you know because once again, it's their state. Now, I don't. I really don't know what this job entails. That uh, you know, forty five has 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 Vince doing, but needless to say, <clears throat> even if you try to force open the economy back up, mm-hmm. smart people mm-hmm. are going to be hesitant. Yep. There's no way if say if they said okay, May fifteenth or June, we're going to. Open up the economy, or better yet, we're going to start on time for football, so you guys can go to your very first football game. There's no chance in hell I'm going to that football game. No, there's no chance in hell. If Vince guys online, there's I'm not going to a wrestling show, and y'all know I love the front row. But let's be honest, there are people who will. There are people that will. There are people protesting right now in Michigan. Blocking access to the hospital because they do not agree with the shutdown. Yes. So there they are, are people. There, they don't are, give a shit. There are a, extremely ludicrous people in this world because they are upset because they can't go outside. Yep. Y'all not in jail. Y'all home. They're upset because was, they can't go outside and they can't do what they want and they can't go shoot shit and they can't go. They they upset because. <laughs> They can't go do hood rat things with their friends. Bruh, we all don't want to be stuck in the house. But I also don't want to die. What you going to do if you dead? Sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's perfect. He woke up dead. Now, I, <laughs> imagine that. Imagine you are so stubborn. And you like, I just, I got to go do something. Like right now. I'm not saying in a couple months because in a couple months everybody's going to be stir crazy enough that they want to go do something. Mm-hmm. But right now when we're like, look, we're in the thick of it. If you just stay ass in the house for a month, we might be able to transition into like slowly opening things back up. Imagine that you got to go outside so like, you know what, I want to go to the bar. And now you don't went to the bar and you and the 20 other people in the bar all got, all got the stuff. And y'all mm-hmm. wake up dead tomorrow. Then what? And they know they coming to your funeral because you can't have one. So then what? I don't get it. I, I'm just like y'all. I <laughs> I want y'all to do better. I just want yeah, y'all to do better. I, I want I want to do better too. I I don't personally know what the, that job or what this thing is going to align. I don't even know 
what is going to lie for WWE as they keep on continuing live shows. I didn't see once again. I, I I'm not into the business part that maybe they 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 can't do the live shows like AEW can. Well, apparently uh, they're doing um what they're we're rearranging their taping schedule or whatever to keep everybody safe, quote unquote. What AEW? No WWE. That just came uh, up in my Google. Oh, okay, came in the Google. Okay, so they're kind of like rotating. I'm guessing so. I'm gonna go look and see if I can pull it up again. Because at least one more wrestler. Okay. Who is Nick Ola Ogla Relly? Don't even know. He apparently got released. Okay. I'm just uh. I'm trying to find uh, that uh the article where it said they're trying to. Uh, rearrange their taping schedule to make it safer for the wrestlers. Okay, you know what? I'm, I'm gonna say this though. What I, people out there, if you are a fan of professional wrestling and you're a fan of what the, if, if fan of what these these guys do, because those are the essential people right there. Mm-hmm. Those workers that are out there that bust their ass for our entertainment. No matter whether the character we like or whatever the case whether may be, we agree that they're essential or not. Right exactly. now, they are. Brian Kendrick, I, another one. How is he still here? I'm sorry. Um, my thing is, Brian Zane said this on Wrestling Regret. I agree with him. You gotta go out and support indie wrestling. Mm-hmm. You gotta go buy the. That's what I'm saying. When he said, said put put a shirt up, these people are gonna need some kind of money, and we as the fans are the heart and soul of this indie wrestling scene. The indies is dead right now, and when things try to get back to normal, they're gonna need the most help. WWE is going to be fine. I'm not purchasing a thousand dollar Brahma Bull Championship because it'll be there when 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 it'll when, still be there it'll when it's all done. It'll still be there, but but these indie wrestling guys who are trying to sell T-shirts, trying to sell tickets to shows that only got five people showing up to them, something like that. They are the ones that that need the support, especially with the release of all these people out here now that have no job. Look, I am blessed that I am able to wake up me and my wife. That we still have jobs. I mean, you are an essential employee, so that is the the catch twenty two there, it, because you're a healthcare worker. But still, it's still 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 blessed about it. Mm-hmm. They have a job. You know what I'm saying? Uh, there are people that, that that are literally laid off at home and not making. They're not bringing nothing in, mm-hmm. and they got this this twelve hundred dollars. And once you buy groceries and try to pay off a back bill, that's it. There is, as of right now, there is no other check coming unless you try to pull that one one up for June, but that's June. These people are even taken care of. So, you got these rushes out here that really, that, um, like, you know, unless they were like Mick Foley and Owen Hart and they were saving their money, we don't know what they got. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, they don't even know when they're going to work again. So, the all, all they got is trying to sell their merch on Pro Wrestling Tees or trying to, you know, serve indie dates or whatever they can. And that's the best way for us wrestling fans to support these guys. I found the article, if you want to know. Okay, so you can read the article too. But I, I wanted to tell everybody to go out there, you know, that's how you guys support these wrestlers. Like Dolph Ziggler went and bought 10 t-shirts from an indie wrestler. Yeah. So that, you know, that was like $200 right there. Mm-hmm. Go out and buy it because... You if know, you have it. If you have it. Uh, because unlike some of these 
folks who do still have a job who like to shit on people who don't have a job, Braun Strowman. Mm. I, that changed the way I, that honestly changed the way I looked at him completely. Yeah, I agree. But now, now he got two of his best friends that don't got jobs. So now, now what? Yeah. Don't come asking Brown for no handouts. Exactly. And don't don't be bitching and complaining. And like I honestly. I was like, if I was a pettier person, because Drake Maverick did put up a video when he was he was upset because mm. he lost his job. If Braun Strowman creeped his ass under them comments, I wouldn't. I might sit there with some popcorn if somebody dragged him and been like, "So now you want to be concerned about somebody losing their job? Mm-hmm. What about your homie? Because who's picking up Drake Maverick right now? I mean, no, no shade to him. I I want you to make be able to make money, mm. but when once this is all over, who is coming to Drake Maverick like? I mean, I don't think people are going to be needing him, but his um, mind and his creativeness, I think it will, they will be happy to have him. I, mean, I don't think they're jumping at his feet or nothing. I agree with that, but again, didn't why don't you have a backup plan? Just because you don't, you're not able to work. Why are you walk asking people to buy you buy your shirts? Because you said he slays the homie in his right. I don't know about he said. I know. Oh, no. it was I, I know EC3. 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 And, yeah. So if they put up a shirt on Pro Wrestling Tees, don't go buy it. Like keep that same energy, bro. Because eventually, in a in a few years, when it's like look, or when Vince decide they finally decide to, to make Vince step down, and they like we really don't need your big ass. Vince <laughs> what is you not going to, to start working until, until he he's dies. dead. Okay, okay, you're right. When Vince, uh, uh you know passes on and, they, the and somebody yeah. restructures and is like look we're not Vince and we don't give a shit how big you are we really don't need you to run around the ring in a circle you can go your services are no longer needed then what keep that same energy that's all I'm saying anyway so the article says that as of now because they've changed the taping schedule before but currently they're going to tape two weeks of shows per taping date and then they're going to show one live and then show whatever they do like after they go off the air for the next week. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's old school raw, ain't it? Yeah. So that's okay. what they're doing as of now. I don't know how much difference that makes. I guess it's like, all right, y'all don't have to travel down here now. So it's basically like you get they get to, if you're a raw superstar cuz really there's no more house shows. Mm-hmm. So that means you work twice a month. Okay. So that may be a little bit easier. So that's apparently, like, that's what they're doing now, but it has already, It this is, like, not the first change to the taping schedule, so it could change again. Hopefully, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. So that is like, all right, if I got to work with Raw's three hours, so if I got to work well, six yeah. to seven hours mm-hmm. with, you know, between breaks and everything, and get that done and go home, great. I'm just like I hope it stays like that. Okay, last question I got. Um, since you and Prime do this mostly, so the airlines and the airports are still open, correct? Obviously. Um, mm-hmm. I believe yeah. they are only for essential travel. Like you can't fly and all of that. Yeah, you can't just you can't just say I want to go somewhere. You got to be like important. Yeah, you gotta you gotta have your freedom papers. As they okay. <laughs> so so before they deemed WWE essential. They were just able to fly? They probably Well, were. no, I think they were just getting the people that was close by to drive, like, maybe two or three states over. 
Yeah. Okay. You probably I'm like, like, can you drive here? Mm. Ooh, if not, then I'm not coming. Like, you can't come if you, you know. Honestly, um, go ahead. well, you can go. I was just going to say, maybe Vince probably could have had his private plane, like, for example, Brock. Maybe mm-hmm. got the private plane treatment or something. But I know not everybody, so. Because, I like, guess whoever was close enough. Well, Edge, that's probably why he had to drive, because at the time, WWE was not considered essential at the time. So they probably was like, no, nah, bro, we canceling this flight. We're not putting people on this plane. And he was like, well, there goes that. I guess I got to get a car. To drive from Canada to He's Florida. crazy. Maybe, was he in Canada? No, he actually lives in, in North Carolina. Uh, uh, so so did, did he's not in Toronto no more? No, nah, he, nah, he, he been living in North Carolina, like, since he started wrestling. Okay. But yeah, I, I mean, that's that's a nice drive though. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to, drive, especially when everything's closed. So you essentially just driving and driving and driving. It. Where are you stopping at? I think Stone Cold drove too though. Where he had you, an RV. Where are you stopping at? Where are you going? Nothing. The gas station. Like you can stop at the gas station. You can probably stop at a market and pick up your essentials, and that's it. And I'm just I'm driving to drop this promo and go back home. Okay. So, but okay, but now since they're being central, they can people can fly. Yes, fly I, I think there are still flights going out. It's very limited. It's not like it's. Um, I haven't looked mm. uh, to see what was going on with the airports, but it's probably bare bones there as well because some of them people wouldn't be considered essential. So some of the stuff there is just gonna be closed. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope they space people out on the plane also. Well, yeah, because yeah. honestly, well, ain't that many people on the plane? So the plane yeah. is just like a giant. It's like all of these germs. Germ trap, like a gym. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. So it's just like imagine you sitting in a two foot room with somebody, and somebody just sneezes, and y'all just in there. Like that's disgusting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why would I want to do that? That's just ugh. I mean, luckily, mm. some people do live down there, so they can probably just drive to work. But yeah, other than that, mm-mm. well, look, it's 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 been a very, very dark day. Very trying us. week here. Uh, yeah, very trying week at WWE, and I'm like, like I said, we don't know when the bee is going to stop, but we are going to, you know, make sure. I'm going to make sure if I had the money to make sure I go try to support. These these wrestlers the best way I can, even if it's just one shirt, you know, try to support. You know, there's a couple of people like you guys listen to or I listen to on YouTube wrestling guys that may have lost their jobs and all the podcasts all they got, you mm-hmm. know. And I'm like, you know, if I can, you know, hand them a super chat, you know, sometimes the little things do go a long way. At, at, you know, at, at, at first it may not be a lot, but it can really can go a long way. So it's it's. It, we really don't know what we really don't know what, what is in store like as of right now. So I'm I'm curious. I hope, like I said, we can get the stuff open. But I I don't. You don't want to force the issue. I'd rather be more safe than sorry than anything. But um, it is it is some trying times. So as we're moving on here, I, I know that topic took a, a length of time, which that's why I had to move to fantasy because I knew. That time what we was gonna talk about is gonna take a length of time, but here's here's another thing that <laughs> Dark Side of the Ring was this past week, mm. and this it's time an amazing season so far. It, it's it is an amazing season so far. 
And season two has not disappointed. And then we get to probably one of the most one-sided episodes of Dark Side of the Ring. I would say this. I would say this is probably the darkest episode aside from the first yeah. or the the first series. You know, you know, but this one kind of ruffled more feathers in this one than it did the first one. Then, okay, okay. Then but we'll get to all that. But we were talking about Jimmy Snooker and the death of Nancy Argentina. Or Tino. Mm-hmm. Argentina. Or, yeah. So, this is not really a documentary about Jimmy Snooker's life, obviously. This is a documentary about... Well, we would get a brief thing about how hot Jimmy Snooker was in the 80s. Yeah. And very kind of, brief. It, it was what, what kind of wrestler he was. And, you know, cocaine, they love it. Uh, <laughs> and how he met... <laughs> Sorry. How he Sorry. met Nancy Argentino, and she was young, and then she became his girlfriend. And while he was still married, with yeah, kids. Well, he was married with kids, and then she was driving him to all his shows and making sure he was doing all the things he needed to do. And then one day, they <laughs> they found her unresponsive in her hotel room, and took her to the hospital where she's pronounced dead. Now the whole mystery is what happened to her. And for years, Jimmy Snooker said that she, uh, they was at a rest stop. She went to the bathroom. She came out, slipped, hit her head on the highway. And they came back. Uh, he had to go out and wrestle, came back and go out and wrestle some more. And then came back and she was laying down to rest it off. But she just didn't wake back up. That's been his account for as many years as he could probably it remember. happened until he died. Yeah, until he died. But then, I mean, if she, I'm just saying, she ain't Charlie Brown. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, but then there was some evidence that proven otherwise that, you know, there was bruises and stuff on her neck. And there was mm-hmm. uh, a lot of other things that was wrong with her. Even the autopsy report claimed that this should be investigated mm-hmm. as a homicide. Yep. And it never. What do you mean? Huh? <laughs> Dude, what do you, what do you mean? Yeah. That is not. Oh, we'll get on this dude later. But yeah. Right, so, uh, so then, once he throughout the whole, his whole career, Snooker kind of, you know, it kind of been swept underneath the rug mm-hmm. until in 2000, 2004, 2004, like that, when this guy, this journalist came out to go, uh, re, uh, you know, do an article about the case. And after the information came flowing and came from the death certificates, it came from the autopsy reports and all of that, they decided, wait a minute, we got enough evidence here to reopen this case and trial and, and actually convict Jimmy Snooker of, was it first or second degree murder? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But at the time, he was too in, uh, incapable to stand trial due to his dementia and his stomach cancer mm-hmm. that he wasn't able to stand trial. He was unfit to stand trial and then he died. That's the sum of it all. So, Prime, your eyes are paying first. How did you feel about this episode? I thought the episode was very well done. Uh, only thing that I thought was weird is like the, the, every scene with Ray Carnetti had to do with the shirt off just so you know this is Jimmy Snooker. Like he wore no regular clothes which is weird but Weird takeaway. Anyway, uh, this whole thing was just. How do you not? How do you not know what's going on? When you talk about him, even though the dude, how do you have somebody in the back seat? 
It's so much stuff I wouldn't say this episode. Oh my god! So here's a question. Let me ask you, Prime. Okay. Did he do it? Yes. Did, okay. Look, I'm gonna say it right now. I'm going to say it right now because see, I I didn't fully get the evidence before. I always kept hearing her name. After seeing this episode, it's like when I seen OJ Made America. They <laughs> did it. I mean, even look. He was so big, though. Like, even say if he hit on accident or he just knocked on accident, that could be harmful for somebody that's small, way smaller than him. Don't matter. Like, when I see OJ... What Jack say? It don't matter what she said. said. Look. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. <laughs> like, even if he thought he hit her soft or whatever yeah. the case was, for somebody his size, that still is a yeah, lot. It's, it's crazy. Especially when you high on cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> now... But like I said, when I see OJ Made in America, I was just like, when people talk about something, well, OJ didn't do it by himself. No, OJ did that shit all by himself. And I'm telling you this right now, Jimmy Snooker killed that woman. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Snooker. Whether he remembers doing it or not is the question. It's the question. But it happened. That man was fully baked. It don't matter. He killed that woman. Made sketch. I had to bring a woman on, obviously. Listen. Okay. Listen. Uh... Fuck bull. I'm just say that. Listen, I didn't grow up in the era watching Jimmy Snooker, so I have no connection to him. So he can go out the trash. Don't care. Sorry. Um, my issue with this episode was everybody is still in fucking denial. Oh, especially the preacher. Oh my god. <laughs> I, oh my god. I was just like, okay, so somebody just came to you. I feel like I would have had to, I would have been like, you know what? I think I need to end this interview in a, for a minute. If somebody came to me and said, hey, so you know, um. Tonka Kid, right? That was his name? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know that, uh. Yeah, I thought I, I swear I was looking at Rikishi the whole time. Yeah. Yes. I thought, so you know the whole time he's been telling the story that it was the two of them in the car and she fell and hit her head and then went and laid down, right? And you cannot tell me, as much as he ranked and raved about Bull, that you've never heard this story before, and you've never come out to be like, well, I was in the car. What you mean? And then the wife talking about, well, they don't be remembering stuff. Bitch! If you don't get the fuck out of here with that nonsense. Yeah, I'm sure you remember somebody falling and hitting their head, especially on the night that they said that she died, so I mean... And so she fell, hit her head, and if she hit her head hard enough to have a concussion and have died from it, which was basically what this story amounts to, she would have hit her head so hard and then drove the two of y'all to the hotel and laid down. So even even with that story being told, what, what he's understanding is, okay, fine, let's just hypothetically say that's what happened, right? Mm-hmm. Then you should be charged for negligence. Mm-hmm. Cause you left her. That's still a crime. You left her. You left her in there for in the hotel for eight plus hours. hours. You ain't called nobody or nothing. And then the other thing that got me was the whole point of the story. Everybody else cooperates with one thing. This man was high out of his mind on cocaine all the fucking time. And the reason that they let Nancy be around and didn't and nobody cared to alert his wife, I guess, was because nobody wanted to deal with him anymore. But it's so hard for y'all to believe that he went so crazy off the rails that he killed this woman. But none of y'all wanted to deal with Bull anymore. So y'all threw him onto this 20-something-year-old girl because y'all didn't want to drive him around no more and deal with his mood swings no more and deal with trying to get his cocaine no more. So then 
it's completely unbelievable that now this man who is large, who has mood swings, who be going, who just be going through his shits. It's completely unbelievable that that shit happened, and he could have, in a stupor, killed this woman and left her in the hotel room. This made me more angry than I was. Just like the Chris Monroe documentary, I respect. Nancy's family for coming on and talking about everything that happened mm. in the capacity that they did. And that happened much mm. more recently than I, this did. You know what? I, I if I if I may, I think what is different between the Christopher Watt documentary and the Jimmy Sugar documentary is nobody, including let's let's just put Daniel on the side, okay? Mm-hmm. Nobody in that Christopher Watt episode is defending Chris Benoit. They're just it's, telling the story. It's like they're telling the story and, and they're like, even D. Malenko said, look, that was my friend for so many years. I couldn't imagine he did it. But, but he did it. He did it. And you cannot, you cannot take that away. Mm-mm. Jericho, Jim Ross said he is not going in the Hall of Fame. Stop asking me. No, he's not. He's not. So, with the Jimmy Snooker episode, it's more of a thing, it's like, the uh, the old police chief, whatever it was, his oh my god, his, his, his <laughs> oh wife, my god. Kid, yeah, yeah, talking, they all tongue tied, talking about trying to, you know, illustrate a, a story which is which is making you look worse. In effect, where it looks like you're, you're indirectly trying to defend for him. But the problem with this is, is that if this is the case. If you're going to go by the story he put in his book, you got to say something. No matter which story you go with, it's still a crime. Mm-hmm. And then, this guy. Yeah, oh, I, don't then even, I don't even know if I want to give up this guy No, no, yet. no, 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 no. Well, uh, then, you know, when they talked to, to, to that police commander, he talked about some. Well, there was just a whole hour of, you know, uh, transcript that wasn't said with Vince McMahon and, and Jimmy Snook and everybody would meeting in that room. So you just admitted to the fact that y'all are shitty police on TV. There's, there's an hour missing of the transcript. <laughs> yeah, 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 there's an hour transcript missing. He said, well, you know, baby, they could have been done with the cops. Uh, bruh. Bruh. And then, but this is the crazy part. The wife comes out trying to defend him and saying all this crazy. Oh, well, I mean, you know, I don't think it happened. And this and that. Fine, whatever. You don't gotta believe that that happened. Here's my problem with that. You said he said to me he was really close to Vince. He told me that Vince went up there and talked to him, and then he said, "Don't worry about it. It's all taken care of." So you just everybody in this episode made me so mad. Like I, I never advocate for going off and and you know harassing people. Like you know they mm. they be harassing people on the internet and all that kind of shit. I don't advocate for that. But please, somebody, somebody got to sit her down and be like, you know how fucking stupid you looked on that TV. Do you know? I'm not shocked because I watch a lot of true crime stuff. I'm not shocked by the police chief mm. because I've seen plenty. Nah, of things. that's oh, that was Florida man at his finest. At his finest, finest okay. Yeah. I'm not shocked by that. I see a lot of things where the police do a shoddy, either they do a shoddy job or they know somebody involved, so they don't they don't do as thorough of a job. And somebody comes along later and was like, "This was bullshit," mm-hmm. <laughs> and open the whole thing back up right. and actually solve the crime. I see game related. 
I've seen that tons of times. That's not, and not even on a dirty cop level. Like, legitimately, sometimes I've seen stuff where they just be lazy. Mm-hmm. Or they got a lot of cases and they're like, well, we need to rush to close this. Okay, go and ahead. Then, <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then sometimes it is people are just being dirty. In this case, I really think they was, at first, either somebody was starstruck or somebody was lazy. And then when Vince McMahon got involved, then all of it really just kind of went away. So that didn't shock me as much as everybody else talking about it and skirting the issue that everything that has been put in your face says, this is what happened. And nobody wants to come to terms with that. Listen, there are plenty of people who have died and have complicated legacies. Y'all can say what y'all want and be like, yeah, he was a great wrestler, he was a big draw, and blah, blah, blah. But the looming part of his legacy is this girl died on his watch, no matter how it happened, and nobody wants to address it. Mm-hmm. What you going to say, Prada, the person you wanted to bring up? Please, please. No, nah, I'm talking this dude, the police dude. Oh, yeah. Because it's like every, it's like they gave him like a thing, but every, every comment he had, they gave him a rebuttal. It was like, uh... He just didn't look stupid. He was like, <laughs> yeah. He was like, yeah, we, uh, we, we did that case to the best of our ability. And then the, the guy was like, well, do you know there's new details came out saying that y'all didn't do something? He was like, oh, well, I didn't know that. And then, uh... <laughs> oh, my God. The funniest one where his face completely changed is that it was like, well, you know, when uh, Nancy and Jim were in that car and she slept one day, you know what happened? He was like, <laughs> what, somebody was in the car? They said, yeah. He was like, what? what? And then uh, his face completely changed, the meaning changed, and then that's when he started saying, like, they wouldn't do that. They wouldn't pay those guys off. That would never happen say, in the police department. I say, sir, oh the God. person who was in the car with them was at the same hotel. The same yeah. hotel. Y'all didn't do nothing. This this, this Tonga kid who, who was, which I can understand, he wants to be there with Jim, Jimmy Snooker. He's all, uh, you know, it's like, it's my, I don't know anything like that, but you know what? I think because they did show a part where he, when, when, when the news was hitting him, he did get up and leave. Because mm-hmm. I do think because uh, it all depends on how it was edited. This is a documentary here. Yeah, yeah. You know, you gotta he, edit to make it look. He could have got. He could have got up and left, and then came back. Here's my thing with Tonga Kid. Tonga Kid looks like a guy that dead serious. I'm not blaming him too much. I really think. He is a starstruck wrestling fan mm-hmm. who got into the business, who got to work with his idol. Mm-hmm. And when it came to his idol, it was more like he knows that Jimmy Snooker was was into some shit. Mm-hmm. But when Jimmy Snooker told him the story, he believed it. Because he, it, why would he not? I, I have no reason not to. However, I don't think that the story Jimmy Snooker told him is the story that Snook is telling in his book. Tell everybody else. It's telling everybody else. So he probably thinks it's something completely different. He probably said because they were mentioned that he said that they were wrestling in the room and Snooker said that they could have wrestled too hard. Because see, what Snooker was doing, see, this is the part you walked out on. Um, when you were doing something to eat, a project, when they took her to the hospital, Snooker was telling everybody in the hospital what <laughs> happened. Yep. He was telling everybody in the hospital that they was wrestling. Every crime document I've ever seen, when you feel like you got to establish this alibi or what happened before anybody asks you, 
That's that's why I want my look look side note. That's why I want my car exit down the street. But enough said. But anyway. Oh uh, yes, yes, sir. Yeah, because um, you telling on yourself, uh, sir. Like oh. Uh, so okay. Like that that scene earlier in the in the thing where they had to call nine one one because they said Jimmy went crazy. Yeah, and, and they said, and then the uh, you know uh, they heard him when they was an investigator. They heard him say. That uh, it was an accident. It was an accident. See, it's an accident. And then it, 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 it was uh, wrestling too hard. And then also, you know, he had to go out for a match, and she had to go lay down. And all of a sudden, see, see, he's telling everybody at the hospital, but then he tells about some different story. So I'm pretty sure he probably told Tonga Kid, "Hey, we was wrestling up there because we they, we they in the same hotel. We was wrestling." Blah blah, some guy out of hand. That's she, probably what he told him because yeah. he, he probably if he had told him the head thing, she yeah. fell on her head. He'd been like, "What are you talking about?" That and that's probably sense. what he told him. And then when they approached him and said, "This is what Stooker's account has been for the past thirty some years." And it, look, it's just like me. I'm a big wrestling fan too. Mm-hmm. I have wrestling books in, in in my closet. I have not read yet. He probably could have got the book out of support, and not read it. And then when they said, "Hey, this is what he's been saying." And he like, hold on, I was in that car. That's not what happened, because we drove to the hotel. That probably, because he got up and left, that probably really took him aback. And I'm saying, and that's, I, I, it's, it's sad, but when it comes to somebody like him, it's just like, imagine somebody that you have looked up to, right? Mm-hmm. Or you have support. That's why you don't ever love you. Uh, you never meet your idols. You never meet your idols. Somebody Thanks, Lauren Hill. Appreciate it. Sorry, but 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 but, but, <laughs> but in just in general human nature, we there's somebody we always look up to, whether it be a parent, an athlete, an icon, or whatever. Or is that this? You love Kevin stage, right? Mm-hmm. This Christian man, right? If I met him and he was an asshole, I would be hurt. Or or you find out that there's an investigation. He killed his wife. He better not kill Liz. But what what I'm saying is, I know. I, I get what you're saying. In that moment, everything is coming down to you like, yo, I can't, I don't want to, because it's like a lot is hitting me right now that I don't want to believe, like how trash that this guy that I looked up to and gave all my time to is. So I don't blame him too much. But when it goes to his wife and it's, it's this police chief and they're, they're, they're sitting there, I'm like, look. Nancy's sisters is saying what they heard in the background. The people at the hospital is giving the police their accounts. The 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 the, the, the person performing the autopsies. How does this woman have bruises around her neck if she slipped and fell and hit her head? These injuries that she has they do not. And then when Jimmy Stooker said when they was at the funeral, they, they, since she was Italian, they have a thing where they lay the body out for three days. Mm-hmm. They do the mass and they bury her. And then they said Snooker came up to the body on the oh, second Lord. day, and he was like, "She she don't look good." And her sister was like, "Of course she'll fucking look good. She's, She's dead. dead." I'm sorry. And, I'm sorry. So, <laughs> My bad. And uh, oh, Jesus. and because they said that there there was so much damage, you know, to the face and neck that they tried to cover that stuff up. You don't get all that from a fall. You probably had the cake. They probably had the cake on the makeup to try and yeah. cover everything up. Ugh. And it's, I, you know, I, uh, yeah, those things are bad, especially at funerals or the viewings. Those things are terrible. Yeah, I'm gonna keep it real. I think I have a lot 
I'm less understanding in that sense because I have found out family members that I know personally love, adore, grew up with. I found out they were trash at like they or they've done trash things after they died and just been like, damn, that's fucked up. And I'm not one of the students and be like, no, they didn't do it because I see the effects of it, of what they did, and I just be like, it's but, too bad that they was trash. But Tonga Kid never said Jimmy didn't do it. He said, I can't imagine him hurting somebody. Him hurting somebody because that's not who he knew. And it's just like this: if somebody knew Chris Benoit all the way up until two thousand four, let's give it to two thousand four. What do you mean, Bob? I'm I'm <laughs> let me not. Let me not do that. Let me not go ahead. Uh. New Chris Rock to 2004, they got in a car because they had a coma and woke up and heard all this shit. They'd be like, that ain't Chris. That's a fucking lie. And first of all, Eddie did too? But see, yeah. it, that's <laughs> what I said. He did say 2004. That's what I said. So it's like, and that's probably what happened. And when he probably told him, he's like, bro, I can't do this interview no more. And walked away. And I'm and that's why I'm like, I'm not going to get on his case too much because I just think he's a, he was just a starstruck fan that was just, in the, he, he was just, indirectly involved he was but it was just like to sit and watch the i mean i think if i had saw the jimmy snicker episode first before we saw the chris benoit episode i probably been like y'all in denial and moved on but to have seen the chris benoit episode and see everybody actually sitting down like adults and tackling this issue Mm -hmm. and then to see this episode and to see everyone in here is just aloof was just like what the fuck is going on because because honestly depending on the weight of this episode it can ruin a lot of people i.e. that WWE is all about PR Mm -hmm. Snooker is still in their hall of fame sure is Snooker is still celebrated but there's still plenty of people in the hall of fame who were trash but I was just saying, but, I, but what I'm saying is there are trash people in the Hall of Fame, but it's not. There's They're no, not murderers. <laughs> no, it, it, it was just about that. There's no light being really shined on them all the time like mm-hmm. that. And sometimes you sweep things under the rug. And number two, his daughter. I was about to say, let's keep it all the way a thigh wire here. Uh, Tamina is not. I don't like Tamina people for real, for real. Don't nobody care about Tamina being on this roster. The only reason she's here is because her last name is Snooker. Okay. Mm-hmm. But it's like this. With the things that may come out, she has to deal with that. She does. And that's not her that's, that's not her fault. She can't it's not her fault. And it, 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 it's that. kinda hard to defend because she's under the re contract. She can't speak about this. Mm-hmm. So And her kids. And her kids. So there, well, that I feel bad about. So there may be, at least from his wife, probably some trying to try be some attention. It's no excuse. And I think that's her mama. It probably is because he was married to somebody else, I believe. Mm-hmm. Oh no, widow. No, that was his widow. That's his second wife. That's not her mama. Okay. Um. So that's probably why she's still going so hard for him. I do. Whether I want to see Tamina wrestle or not, I do feel bad for her and her siblings because this is not something that they should have to deal with. They didn't do this. Sometimes you do. You are stuck with the sins of your father. Sometimes that's mm-hmm. just. As general saying, and I feel bad for her kids because they know who her mama is and they know who her granddaddy is. But 
my issue with it is it's like we just not gonna pretend like this didn't happen though like this nobody has ever been brought to justice for this lady's murder and the autopsy says this should be investigated as a homicide even though dude tried to skirt around it like well we did investigate it we didn't think it was a homicide sir come on for me <laughs> come on all I wanna say is that it was um once again another touching episode and I feel bad for the family and I do believe mm-hmm. that if he didn't have if Snooker didn't have that dementia uh, the, the dementia and that stomach cancer and they did this 10 years earlier Snooker would have died in jail he would have because I really think they had enough to convict him mm-hmm. and looking at the stuff that like the accounts of people because you can go dig this stuff up the only thing that was that would have been missing was the questioning with Vince McMahon or the conversation mm. with Vince McMahon. So, honest to God, they probably could have convicted him just on the stuff, that, even if it was a lesser charge, mm-hmm. just on the stuff that they had. He probably would have died in jail. Yeah. Next week is Dino Bravo. I'm intrigued. I don't know anything about him. Yeah, so... Oh, okay. yeah, so, uh, I, I'm curious to see what they're going to talk about, about this mob hit, so... Mm. By the way, I remember I heard like back in ECW in 1993 or 4, Jim Snicker was on and they was chanting about he, he killed his girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody did say that in a, in a thing, didn't it? That people be coming out yeah. like, you murderer? Oh, they said some girl was standing out there and was like, you killed that girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but this is back in, 90, in the 90s, so especially if they, it was a small chant back then. Oh. Yeah. Oh God. This is that was fresh, right? Back then, that was less than ten years after it happened. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, yeah, F- Philly's rough that time, but yeah. So yeah, he gave it to me. All right. So, but yeah, but uh, we're gonna still move on. For, we still got more things to talk about. Mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. 